I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Uh, Rob, we'll jump in yes. here uh, almost immediately because there's immediately. there's big news that we're covering uh, two days late. Um, <laughs> but obviously, we plan on recording later in the week since there aren't matches till Tuesday. A subtle hint there uh, that the deadline will be on Tuesday morning uh, in the States, I suppose. Um, but... Alexis Sanchez completes his move to Manchester United. Now, no way, no way. I know, like, out of nowhere, nobody had no been way. talking about it. I never heard of such a thing. Who even is that? Um, but on the last show, uh, you mentioned that um, you thought he was kind of a, too overpriced to really matter in FPL anyway. Are those still your thoughts? Well, I mean, he's still the third highest priced player. I mean, and we went over the stats to to back it up. You know, he's not what he was last year. He's more of what he was two years ago. Um, now he goes to a United side, and yes, United does probably score the same amount of goals as Arsenal. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's probably within you know plus or minus a few. Um, uh, yeah, United have four more goals. See, I told you it was close. The the more the I think the interesting thing that not even Alexis Sanchez, I think it's what he does to the parts around him at United that make him more of a fantasy uh, detriment than a, than an asset. I think that with the ownerships of uh, Lingard, Pogba, um, you know, the sneaky values in, you know, Martial plays, Mata plays, if somebody's doing that in draft formats, um, those are the more important things I think we think we see here. But in the FPO game, you know, his price is 11.7. Like I said, he's the third highest priced player in the in- entire game behind Kane and Aguero. Um, and he doesn't give you the results of nearly those two. Um, but I want to see him fit into the United squad. Yes, we know Alexis Sanchez can be a worldly player. We have seen it. We've seen it in FPL. We've seen him being a worldly FPL player. But now can he do that with a new cast of characters and not be the main focal point in that whole offense? Yes, he's still going to be involved a ton. He's going to get his touches. He's going to, you know, do what he does best. He's going to, you know, play on the wide side, dribble inside, score goals, do things all, all about the pitch. I'm just worried that, that, there's a lot more, you know, hands in the cupboard or hands in the cookie jar for United for him to carve out some intrinsic FPL value here. I, I, everybody wants to buy him because he's the shiniest toy in the in the toy box right now because he's on the front page of every, you know, football publication from here to to Timbuktu. But you know, I know they do play they do play fantasy in Timbuktu. Um, but like, I want to I want to see it first. Me and you are are high preachers of you know. I'd rather be a week late and and prove me wrong type type fantasy players and that's the exactly the situation that I want to be here with Alexis is I want to see where he plays who he kills value wise and who he actually increases value wise on the United squad before I'm actually thinking of okay 
now it's decision-making time. Do I go Hazard for the next three? He's got great fixtures. Uh, De Bruyne on a city offense, he's one of the better players. He's on the dream team in FPL. Or do I go to Alexis, who is going to carve out some value in a United squad that that can you know do things that based around him and, and people based around him? I, it, it's a good pivot play when people look at it because I think the more important thing is who is going to benefit more on United because of Alexis? Is it Lukaku? Is it Pogba? Is it Mata? Is it somebody else? We don't we don't know yet. That's the whole thing. I think that's the biggest question people should be asking. Not whether they're going to bring him in. It's whether the parts around him are going to play well with him. You know, it, it's like kindergarten. You know, oh, Bobby doesn't play well with others because, you know, this is FPL. We hope he plays well with others because there's dollar values and, you know, bragging rights on the line here. So I'm rooting for Alexis Sanchez to do well because we have ownership rights in Pogba and, and Lingard. I do currently. You know, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of people who own or believe in Lukaku. They're probably dead teams, but anyway. But people, people want him on their teams. They want him to do good because they know what FPL value, you know, Alexis Sanchez has moving forward. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of the other United players and how they'd fit in with him. The one I think fantasy uh, owners will be most wondering about is Jesse Lingard, considering yeah. <laughs> he's so cheap. He was, a, he was a good entry point. He obviously took that spot by force. Uh, over McTarian, and he did it so well that the latter is no longer even at the club. Um, do you think that we'll get a chance to see those two together, or do you think Alexis comes in and displaces Lingard, or, kind of to your point, is that why this is more of a wait-and-see situation? I think this is an, exactly a wait-and-see situation, because I don't know that he actually comes in and starts in the middle. I don't know if he starts on the right. I don't know if he starts on the left. Listen, Jose Mourinho has had players not like Alexis Sanchez you know, under his control before at Chelsea, you know, in previous managerial things, you know, he's, he's, he's had Kevin De Bruyne. He's had, he's had Mo Salah. He's had Mata. We've all seen the results that those three have, have come up under a Jose Mourinho thing. He, he chased Mata out of, of Chelsea to United and now he's cursed with him right now. Um, Salah went off and became a star and came back and went to Liverpool. De Bruyne developed somewhere else and now is on City being a star. So, I mean, yes, he's had players with the ability that probably can mimic or match what Alexis Sanchez can do, but I want to see what he can do first. This is definitely a wait, wait and see scenario. Don't, don't completely, you know, nuke your team. Don't use your wild card to bring in Alexis Sanchez at 11.7. Listen, it's better to be a week late and see how he fits in than, you know, take out De Bruyne or take out Hazard or, you know, completely, you know, reconfigure your whole lineup just to get one Alexis Sanchez in. Yeah, then um, not to dwell on this too long, especially for people that have heard us already talk about all this stuff on the Premier League show, but um, on the Mkhitaryan side, I think he is vastly more interesting than Alexis is because uh, he's coming in at just 7.6, and if he's the player he started the season as or the player he was at Dortmund where he led the Bundesliga in assists, he would obviously be a massive steal. Are you also adopting the wait-and-see approach? Also of note is that Danny Welbeck got the start in every single match Alexis missed thus far, including last week and including at the start of the season. Is that mm-hmm. somebody you would keep your eye on while we try to find out? Yeah, McTarian is the same, is the same thing with Sanchez. Uh, he's gotta be a wait and see. I know his price is a little bit more accustomable, you know, customizable to people's lineups because at 7.6, you know, it's worth it. It's a different gamble because you probably have a, you know, a 6.5 to 7.5 midfielder at your disposal that you're like, well, he's not giving me results, so I'm going to switch to or gamble on a McTarian where, you know, he's playing for Arsenal. They have decent fixtures coming up. I can probably gamble with them and, and be okay with it. That's that's the one thing about Mc, uh, but he also has different parts around him. We don't know where he's going to play. 
We don't know who's going to be playing in, in he's going to be playing in st- his stead of, um, you know, who else does this increase of? Does this increase Awobi's value? Does this increase Otsil's value? Does this increase Lacazette's value? There's so many integral parts and fantasy assets involved in this for Arsenal and United that they're, it's, it's really two, it's big, two, two big teams to be switching parts with that have a lot of, you know, integral little moving parts here. It's definitely a wait and see proposition, especially for fantasy. I mean, anybody in the real game is totally appreciating, you know, anybody appreciates the real, real soccer, not fantasy soccer. They're, they're totally appreciating this because, you know, both teams are acquiring assets that I think that can help both teams move forward. Yeah, and that will be interesting as they are obviously both competing for top four places, although Arsenal kind <laughs> of feels like they are uh, significantly further behind in that uh, pursuit. Uh, I think currently in sixth, if memory serves. Um, hey, you're a Chelsea fan. What yeah. on earth is happening there? And can we own anybody? I mean, uh, yeah, you can you can own Marcus Alonso. That's all you can probably own. Um, defensively, they're... They're blah right now. Christensen can't finish 60 minutes. Um, no Cahill. Uh, Rudiger scored an OG today that basically ping-ponged and, you know, basically jukeboxed into the, into the goal. Um, yeah, Chelsea is, is just struggling to find the, find the twine right now. Um, Murat is injured. Fabregas is injured. Um, now Willian is injured. The, one of the most popular transferred players in over 90,000 transfers in to date this week. And now he hobbled off with a, with an apparent hamstring injury, which is going to hinder him not only for the FA Cup, but you know, Tuesday, Wednesday's, Wednesday's week 25 fixtures are definitely in doubt now. Um, yeah. I mean, we, what we saw last week from, from Ed Nazard was encouraging. He got two goals. That's great. Mick Victor Moses got one. That's great too. How many people own Victor Moses? Not very many. How many people are actually trusting in Ed Hazard over the next three or four games? That's the biggest question, I think. I think if anybody's going to be owned besides Marcus Alonso or, you know, maybe Cesar Aspilicueta or, you know, maybe uh, Courtois when he comes back, is how effective is Hazard going to be moving forward? Is what we saw last week the, the penultimate of what he can do? Or is he more of the rudimentary player where he blanked five out of the last seven weeks before the before the two goal affair, that's the biggest question, and it's not a small commitment to Hazard. It's not like you're paying you know five dot five. You know you're paying over ten ten million dollars for a player who has struggled to find consistency on a team that is struggling to find consistency. That's the big that's the biggest question for Chelsea is how where are the goals going to come from on a consistent basis? Yeah, it's great that they got two from two. He got two last week, but is he going to do that consistently every week? I don't think that they can. I don't think they're a high scoring team this year. I think they're a, a, a one or two goal team and hope their defense plays well enough to get a clean sheet, which is why I think Alonso is probably the best and most ownable Chelsea has. It. Yeah, I think Aspi might be worth owning as well, just because in a team where nobody knows who's playing anymore, he yeah. definitely is. But, on a uh, pivot, on a pivot, if you don't want to own Alonso <laughs> and you're sick of his ownership being what it is, Aspilicueta is a perfect pivot. Yeah, also the fact that Chelsea currently uh, negotiating with the left back from Roma Gives a little pause for me on a lot. Hey, Palmieri. Um, what hey, a Palmieri. Hey, what you going to do over there with all that Palmieri, all right? Okay. But I got a Palmieri. I got a Zappa Costa. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? You want a cheese on that? Um, I, want a gobble, want a, I want a number six with Gobblegool, a Palmieri, and a Zappa Costa. <laughs> That's pretty good. That sounds like a pretty delicious sandwich, too. With, um, with fresh with fresh moots, roasted peppers, basil. You want red sauce or green sauce? <laughs> so, I want a green sauce on the side, 
on a you know on a on a rodizio bun with a, maybe a pickle. Yeah, right. Wait, you want a pickle on there? Or you want it on the side? No, you definitely on the side. You got to get the dill on the side. Yeah, you don't want to get the pickle juice off in the sandwich. Then you get soppy. You don't want that. Okay. <laughs> we should do. We should do the entire podcast in that. In we the, should do a whole in, show like this. In, hey, first time, long time. What's what do hey. you think? What, hey, Rob, what do you think about this Arnautovich guy? All right, because you know he was doing well, but now he's hurt. What's going on with all that? Yeah. Oh, uh, this guy, this guy, he's got me all, oh, don't get me started on this Marco Nadovich guy. He <laughs> is driving me bonkers. Guy owes me 50 quid, and he and he pulls up lane. Get back out there, you Austrian bastard. <laughs> um, for, for those that don't speak this weird dialect of American English that we're talking about, um, Arnautovic uh, pulled up with a hamstring injury, apparently in training, um, here in three-ish weeks. Yeah. You buying or you selling? Um, by buying, I mean holding or selling. Yeah, I mean you. Can, I don't think you can hold on here. Um, I think you just do a little. You know, I'd love to hold on for one more day. And, you know, some people see the change, break free from the chains. Um, but I don't. I just. I just don't see the value in holding him for three weeks. Yes, that the fixtures are there. By the way, that was. I think that was a heart song or you know Wilson Phillips. That was Wilson Phillips. I think. Yeah, Wilson Phillips, Crystal Palace, Brighton, Watford in the next three. And then they got Liverpool, Swansea, Burnley for when he comes tentatively back. Um, yeah, I mean, you really can't sell. You you had to enjoy the ride from when you brought him in from the double game week fixture. He gave great returns that week, the week after, and then the previous, the last week what we just saw. Um, but, you know, his ownership, 12.8 right now, price 7.1. Um, I think this is, the pe- this is the move that people made. They had Marko Arnautovic, realized he got hurt on, you know, they found out the news that he got hurt on Sunday and pivoted to, to Willian, who in turn got hurt today. At, he was just priced at 6.7. So now they're basically either going to sit on Willian for a week and then make an, make an additional transfer or make an additional transfer from Willian. So, I mean, people are just moving from one, one leg injury to another here. And there's another cup game fixed, uh, set this weekend. So this all can change again because people are, are just going to get hurt again. So, and the window is still open. So everybody just needs to relax with transfers. This early transferring stuff on a double cup week, no good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, too many variables uh, right now. I um, am actually considering just holding on to him this week, not because I think he plays, but just because I also have Lingard in my team. I think it might be the better part of Valor to hold on to both and see yeah. what happens and then potentially move Arnautovic up price-wise and Lingard down price-wise, because I don't have a priced-up midfielder anymore. Like, way back in the day, I you know, I had Gross um, and Richarlison, even before that, you know, started the season, as many did with Loftus-Cheek as a price dump there. Um, so anyway, con- considering just holding on to him for that reason. But if you're holding on to him because you think he's going to play this week, uh, that is looking very unlikely indeed. Um Last week, everybody was buying in on Firmino in Liverpool, obviously, coming off beating Manchester City, going to face lowly Swansea. Then, of course, they're held at nil by Swansea's very good home defense. I mean, that didn't come out of nowhere. Uh, I just don't think many people expected it. Although, (coughs) some people on this show may have called it a trap game. (coughs) Trap game! game. (laughs) Um, But anyway, um, you made a very good Vardy call on that same show, where I said Mm -hmm. the performer can do stuff. You were like, Vardy will. That ends up happening. Um, Vardy is cheaper than Firmino. Who would you rather own full stop, though? Ooh, it's tough. Vardy still has a lot of value. Ten goals, two assists on the year. 
Two in his last four. Uh, two clean sheets for Leicester, too. They have a good upcoming schedule with uh, Everett and Swansea the next two. I mean, I, I say Vardy scores in one of those two games. Um, and then Firmino is, is, you know, just plodding along doing Liverpool things and then gets caught up in the trap game and basically the shine's taken off of him. He's only got one goal, one assist in his last four. Ten, he sits at 10 and six on the year. Um, you know, based on what we saw from, from them playing, you know, Swansea last week, yikes. I mean, if you're, if you're a Firmino owner, you're not, you're not punting off of him. I think the more question is, are you adding Vardy to your team? in place of someone else because I think that, you know, there's value there that I think Jamie Vardy offers. I'm not saying that you'd probably replace Firmino with Vardy. I think that's just crazy pants. Um, but, yeah, because Liverpool does play Huddersfield on the road this week. Yeah, I mean, for 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 goals the rest of the year. Here, you know what, Kev? I'll even be so bold. How about this? I'll, mm. The rest of the year, they're both sitting on 10 goals. I'll bet you a six-pack that Vardy scores more goals than Roberto Firmino the rest of the year. I'll actually take that bet, and then I'll owe you like three six packs, and then also the guys from Anfield Index. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's that. Um, that's, a, that's a deep. That's a decent bet there. No, yeah. they're both sitting. They're both sitting on ten. They both play about the same amount of minutes. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's a. I think it's definitely a conversation worth having, and one for people to kind of consider in their own team. I'm obviously not saying, oh, you just brought in Firmino. He blanked once. He's useless. Yeah, um, no. But yeah, a lot no. of people have been burned by Firmino before, so I think he's probably on a pretty short leash for people mm-hmm. um, in their teams. All right, <clears throat> one last thing from me. Um, mm-hmm. I know you had a couple questions as well, but my uh, one I wanted to wrap up with is uh, we are just about a week and a half, two weeks away from the return of Champions League. Of course, mm-hmm. all five English teams made it through their groups. Um, wait, Chelsea made it through, right, in second? Yeah, 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 yeah. so uh, Chelsea, City, United, Tottenham, and Liverpool – all made it through. Are you starting to think about moving off some of those guys? Like, if you have doubles of those teams, are you starting to want to shift to non-Champions League pl- players like Vardy, who we just mentioned? Or is it A, too early, or B, are you unconcerned? Um, I mean, there's always got to be concern because the Champions League, in, in some realms and circles, especially for Man City, may take precedence over what they do in the in the league with the lead that they have. Twelve, You know, they're up 12 points or... Uh, and they're getting their upcoming their upcoming Champions League. It, you know, it falls into what is it? No, they play in February, right? Middle of February. Yeah, basically February through March is the round of yeah. sixteen because then yeah. there are two banks of groups. Mm-hmm. And then you still have the FA Cup going. And Man City and Arsenal are now still still involved in the Caribou Cup, yep. which falls on week twenty, which is going to be played on week twenty eight, I believe, in the fixture. So there's also a question of that week being a blank. Plus the upcoming fixtures for Arsenal and Man City that are going to be blanks. Plus Arsenal still still involved in the Europas. So I mean, the upcoming schedule is going to be muddled. You know, if, if anybody is is on on Twitter and they they go find the the, the what's Ben Krellin, the guy who does all the um, future updated fixtures and who can blank and whatnot. Check check him out. He does a, a fantastic job looking at doing, doing spreadsheets and but basically. Weeks 28, 31, 33, 35, and 37 are basically all either going to be blanks or a double game week for somebody moving forward. It's it's basically speculated that it's going to end up that way, depending on how the FA Cup rolls out this weekend and then the draw and then who plays when and, you know, obviously who moves forward. Um, but the Champions League, I'm definitely a little worried about teams on not the Man City, not, I'm sorry, Man City I, I'm a little bit worried about. Chelsea I'm probably not that worried about because I think they're probably going to get 
get beat by Barcelona. But from what we've seen from Chelsea, I don't think that they're going to be in contention of actually doing anything. But who knows? You know, Champions League is Champions League. Everybody plays different. Um, you know, but moving forward, I, I, it's a mesh of everything. I'm not just worried about Champions League. I'm worried about FA Cup. You got the, the, the double game weeks. You got the Caribou Cup. You got the Champions League. And then you have teams fighting for not only relegation, but for spots in the, you know, in the Champions League next year and, you know, the top six. So they go to Europa's. It's it's going to be an interesting run here, Kev. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, you got uh, you talk. Well, you know, I only had one question. You covered everything else this week, but um, this is it possible? I don't know how to phrase this any other way. I just, I'm just going to come out and say it. Mm-hmm. Kane and Aguero basically are are the one and one A strikers this year, right? There's no there's no argument about that. They're yeah, either at this point in time, definitely. Yeah. So, is it an either or situation now with them, or can you possibly own both of those with the amount of you know money that people have accumulated through the year through the amount through the year with you know save gaining a dollar gaining value on their team? Every, I think the average value now for the top ten the top one hundred thousand is one hundred and four right around one hundred and four million. Is it possible to have Kane Aguero in the same team and basically piece together a midfield of maybe two mid to high priced midfielders, Salah being one of them? And actually form a decent enough team on defense to to stay competitive. Yeah, I think it's possible for sure. Uh, it might take people two moves, because um, uh, you mentioned a lot of people's budgets are rising. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people are carrying enough in their bank to upgrade from. I mean, I, I suppose if you had Murata still, mm-hmm. that, that's probably close enough. If you had Lukaku, that's probably close enough. But if you ever downgraded to like a Firmino or a Vardy or somebody like that, you probably can't do it in one move. But absolutely, I, I think you could do it. Like I was saying earlier, um, a lot of people have been carrying some some big name uh, midfielders. Not many people have priced up midfielders anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. If you return to that, you could definitely fit in Kane, Aguero, and two big midfielders, and maybe a mid level one. Um, or you could go kind of big, 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 medium, and then a whole bunch of mediums to pair with them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I think it's definitely a viable option. What I will say though. Um, and I, I've always been a little hesitant with Aguero, definitely more than I should have been at times, but my issue with him is over the last five matches, right? He's second in goals only behind Harry Kane, which makes him the clear choice, but three of them came yesterday. So that means he had three blanks in the last five as well. And that's kind of like the issue with Aguero for me is when it comes, it comes big. And then when it doesn't, it doesn't. And to an extent, that's also what's happening with Harry Kane this year. And so I think if you had Aguero and Kane, you could end up having some very frustrating match weeks where you're looking at your team just thinking, how is this not scoring? How is this team not scoring loads of points every week? And you might just catch them on the wrong week, the, the pair of them, um, which would be very uh, frustrating. Like this week with City uh, against West Brom and Tottenham against United. Like the, if you own both of them, you know, there's a non zero chance you're walking away with zero goals this week. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's a pretty frustrating prospect. But I agree with you that they're 1-1-A right now um, in fantasy. It's just in years past, 1-1-A in fantasy that cost this much were locks. And this year it's just – it's just we've talked about it loads of times this season. But, man, forwards this year just kind of suck. Um, <laughs> and that's yeah. where all I well, you, you want to you hear an interesting stat, Kev? Yeah. Aguero, Aguero versus Kane this year in games that have, they've played over – 55 minutes. Aguero has seven blanks. Kane has 10. Ugh. How about that? Gross. 
that's not something that I enjoy. No, I mean, nobody nobody likes to hear nobody likes to hear negatives about Harry Kane because Harry Kane should be, you know, prated around on a on a cart with fruit and laundered with. You know, <laughs> I mean, he has twenty one goals already. Last yeah. season, he would have been fourth in goals scored behind himself, Lukaku and Alexis. But he's so selfish; he's only got one assist. <laughs> That's true. He is not assisting. That is correct. Also, his shot total is way up because basically, anytime he sees a ball, he's like, "Oh, look, there it goes!" Off towards the goal. Yeah. But um, anyway, actually, we should uh, try to get John back on because we had a pretty lively uh, discussion on Twitter about who you would rather have in your team and in fantasy between Kane and Salah. Um, and in real life, I think it's Kane, and it's not particularly close. In fantasy, it's probably Salah because of price. Um, yeah. Yeah, price has everything to do with it in fantasy. And, you know, draft, Kane went basically either first, second, or third in, in a lot of drafts. And Salah was basically like, like either a late, late, like I was going to say, uh, like a mid-second rounder is probably about where he was. Because there's, there's leagues that we're in that have Kane and Salah on the same team. Yep. So. And it's very annoying when you Oh, play it them. sucks. It sucks so bad. <laughs> it sucks so bad. It's not fun. Um, okay, cool. So that'll, that'll uh, wrap up them topics there. You got some price changes for us? Yeah, yeah, we'll go over the price change. It's been, like I said, it's, it, with the cup weeks, it, it's usually always pretty slow when there's a, games of non-value that don't equate to FPL goodness. Uh, on the price ups, uh, alert, alert, we've had a goalkeeper gone up in price. Ederson has gone up. Uh, strange on defense, uh, James Tompkins has gone up for Crystal Palace. I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, <sighs> It's, I think that may be the first price rise in week 25 of a team destined to be relegated in FPL history. Uh, Harry Maguire has gone up. Um, Arnautovic and Lanzini have both gone up in price. Um, these are basically, as soon as the week starts, the prices go, people start transferring in like crazy. So their prices and, and are reflective of transfers. Obviously they didn't know they were going to get hurt and such. So their price has gone up. Um, the guy who takes penalty kicks for Crystal Palace has gone up. I'm not even going to, Milohojevic, right? That's something close. You nailed it. And just, um, to start a little, uh, podcast war of words here. Um, <laughs> I, uh, called out the, uh, what, what's the name of that Wait, thing now? Bang Average. The- Oh, bang it. Yeah, don't worry. There's nobody, nobody listens to their podcast anyway. <laughs> Fuego. Uh, but yeah, they spent about 30 minutes calling him like Mila Jovovich, like the actress. I don't remember. There was just it's lots, Milo lots of things. Mila Hoyevich. Mila Hoyevich. Yeah, or, and uh, if, you, if you're feeling a little sassy, you can do the J glide at the beginning. Mila Hoyevich. But, you yeah. know, that's just if, if you're nasty. Um, <laughs> anyway, just felt like but, we needed to, to settle that. But but to retread on my last insult, they, go listen to ba- Bang Average podcast. They do do a good job. They focus on Taga and draft style stuff. It's good stuff. They're, we're friends with all those guys. They owe us you know lots of dinners and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, John, where, where was our all of the free beer this year? Oh wait, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't go. I mean, I did. I did. It was <laughs> it was it was mildly warm, John. We it only got put in the fridge when we got there. <laughs> wait, did it really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's you know what that's the kind of inside info that people listen to us for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, yeah, it's beer. I mean, it's room temperature, you know, in a can. Was beer. it good beer though? Yeah, it was fat tire. It was uh, that that kind of that brewery. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was good stuff. All right. Uh, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not complaining, John Juan. I love you. Uh, also on the ups, Riyad Mahrez, who's been playing peculiarly well for for Leicester. I think he's bizarrely under-owned. I, I think it's, it has everything to do with price and nothing to do with performance. And a lot to do with last season. Yeah, absolutely. And Sergio Aguero has gone up as well. Uh, obviously, he's coming off the off the triple. 
Uh, on the downs, I just highlight the names that everybody knows. Andres Christensen, I think everybody's sick of it. Um, Scott Dan has gone down. Crystal Palace defender. I just wanted to, I, I put his name in there because if Scott Dan's going down and Tompkins is going up, what's wrong with the world? Um, John Joe Kenny, everybody's favorite John Joe has gone down. Kieran Trippier has gone down. Mesut Ozil has gone down. Awobi has gone down, which is peculiar because I think he'd be one of the better, you know, ads. At 5.1, if anybody's looking for a good punt midfielder and they're trying to speculate ahead of this, you know, the McTarian coming in, influencing the squad, Awobi could be, could be the guy there. At 5.1, he could be a good gamble. And then on the opposite side of that, uh, Marcus Rashford has gone down. United, I think he's probably definitely going to lose a lot of time in, in this, in the new United, uh, format when Alexis actually gets his foot feet in there and does some things. Um, but yeah, that, those are the price ups and price downs. Like I said, it's, it's a little slow. Probably the next, probably by like, you know, Sunday, it should probably start picking up. I would see that you'll probably see like another 15 to 20 guys of value go up after we see the FA Cup and see who gets hurt and people start, you know, retreading on transfers of transfers and taking minus eights to get Arnautovic out and William back in and out, and then William out to bring in uh, <laughs> Moussa Dembele or I don't know. <laughs> the one at Celtic, not even the one. Yeah, the other guy. In the Premier League. The other guy. The, the one of the Moussa Dembele's that plays in the world. I think there's like 41 of them. There's many, many ones. I'll let you know how many there are on the other side of this break. Does Moussa mean Mike? I, don't, I, <laughs> I think it means Moses. I, I'm kidding. Dude, I was joking. Of course it means Moses. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, and we are back here for the second half of the show. I just went through um, the, the uh, perform slash goal database to find all the Musa Dembele, and it is a whopping three. <laughs> I yeah, thought, but... I thought it was going to be so many more than that. So, so should we start calling... Since since Musa is determined to be Moses, is Victor Musa now a player for Chelsea? I uh, is that is that how that works? Sure, yes. Uh, also of note, there are thirty eight Dembeles actively in world football, yeah. um, but only three uh, of the Musa variety. Um, <laughs> with that wonderful stat, we'll get going into our starts and sits. Um, my start may confuse some. 
um, considering he just scored his first goal in nine matches. Um, but I'm I'm starting to reconsider Lacazette. He popped back up and shot accuracy this week. Now he's second best in the league. Uh, behind only Gabriel Jesus, who of course is still injured. Lacazette also top five in shots on target over the last five matches. Um, and I kind of like the direction that they're going. I mean, the win against Chelsea today is promising. Obviously, they had a big win at the weekend. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm starting to lean that way a little bit. I, I think he could be the, at least short term, the guy that jumps into that ownability realm. <laughs> so many strikers are doing their best to not land in. Um, I realize and one the, goal in nine is not inspiring, but the, the stats are starting yeah. to go in his favor. And the one good thing is that Arsenal is out of the FA Cup. It's true. Um, also uh, of note is that they are playing Swansea at home, who I just mentioned. Sorry, mm-hmm. Swansea are at home at the Liberty. Um, and I just mentioned that they're good, but I don't know if they can keep Liverpool and Arsenal out two weeks in a row. Although, worth <laughs> noting, didn't West Ham do that? Or was it you guys? They, they like played three of you in four weeks and kept two clean sheets. Hmm. I don't remember. But anyway, I know it's somebody. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm not somebody. sure Swansea can do it back to back. Although, do expect them to put up another valiant effort under uh, Carlos Carvalho, who has some of the best analogies I've ever seen. Um, just look him up. Thus far, I think there's been a hospital one, and <laughs> oh, what was the other one? Oh, it was about ships. I, I don't know how he views things that way, but you know what? Do you, man? <laughs> um, <laughs> in midfield, um, my short-term option is Riyad Mahrez. You mentioned him own earlier. His ownership is way down, I think, just because he was burned by a lot of people last season. Um, but his price is absolutely in line with what he's turning out this season. Um, mm-hmm. So we definitely recommend him short-term. Long-term, I don't think McTarian will be this cheap again. I think uh, he yep. plays at, That's uh, fair. midweek next week. Um, and then as soon as people see his, his name in the team sheet, I think he'll bump up one, regardless yeah. of what he does in the match. And so I think investment-wise, whether you're a person that just likes to make the pennies up, because, um, you know, some people are more interested in that, uh, and then just getting their budget up, and then during the latter half of the season just having, like, mega teams. Um, or if you just think he's going to play well, um, I think McTarian is kind of a good long-term option here. Obviously, you don't love him this week against Tottenham, but if you did, like I said, just want to beat some of that price-rise stuff, um, now maybe the time to buy in there. Defenses I like, obviously, Arsenal and Chelsea. Burnley, not as obvious, but obviously still very good. And Brighton are kind of my surprise guys of the week. Nice. I like the Burn. I like the Brighton call. That's a good one because I have a couple defenders listed for my defenders, so I'll start in the back there. My first one's Alexander Dragovich. Uh, yeah. I like what he's. I like what he's doing for Leicester. Ownership is basically nil. Um, they're taking on an Everton team that is struggling to score goals consistently. Basically, they're they're like the other blue team. Um, the other guy I like is. Probably got one of the better names in fantasy right now. Ezekiel Shalato for yeah. Brighton. Looked very, very good for a Brighton team that got beat 4-0. Or, yeah, 4-0 last week against Chelsea. Looked very fluid wide side, was involved in a lot of buildup, which a team like Brighton isn't used to seeing. Um, 4.4 price tag. He's basically owned in 0.0% of leagues. Um, he may be, if he's owned, he's probably, it's less than 1.1%. Um, but if you look, everybody's looking for, you know, pivot defenders and Brighton has a, a, an okay cu- upcoming schedule. You know, they have, they take on Southampton this week at St. Mary's. So, I mean, it, it's possible. Southampton isn't, isn't very good. Um, so defensively, look for, look for low range targets with good matchups in the next two or three. And you probably find two or three this week that'll, and another one is, uh, Moritz Bauer too for Stoke. So if you're looking for budget defenders, they're, they're abounding. Um, my midfield with this whole thing, with the whole Lexus thing that we just talked about. 
I'm, I'm, this is my, I'm starting him this week, hoping that gets the, the, the fantasy juices flowing underneath him. My, my start this week is Kevin De Bruyne. At 10.2, ownership is, you know, moderately to in the top 10 of, of ownership for midfielders. With the Alexis Sanchez news, I think this has got, this has got to be his week. I think that for owners of Kevin De Bruyne, if he doesn't do anything this week, you're, punting off of him and probably going somewhere else because his price will basically allow you to go almost everywhere. You can go up at forward and down in midfielder or up in midfielder and down and forward. He basically gives you the, the abundance of cash to basically do whatever you want with your team and probably, you know, benefit on playing matchups, playing, you know, fixtures and, and playing the hot hand. Um, my start in forward is I'm sticking with, I'm going with another Stoke player. I know I mentioned more. It's Bauer. Uh, I'm going with Mame Biram Doof again. I'm going to get back on the, the bandwagon here at 5.4. Uh, Watford, Bournemouth, Brighton are the next three for Stoke. Uh, seems like a, a good intrinsic buy. Everybody's always looking for that, that, you know, that nice cheapy third striker because some people play that way. Um, 26,000 transfers in already. Uh, I've been on Diouf all year. I know he's been basically defunct for a while and basically everybody went, jumped on the Chupa Moting bandwagon at midfield for a while. Um, but I, I see good things coming up for Stoke. Uh, they're fighting for their lives. Watford likes to give up goals in, in bunches and multiples, and they've done it so many times this year. I think they did it 14 times out of 24 games this year. They've given up multiple goals. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Stoke at Watford is my, is my strike of the week. Uh, moving on to my sits. Uh, I'm going to go with Callum Wilson playing against Chelsea. Uh, owned in 5.2%. This is his second week after the, the big week put out that he had. He was transferred 145,000 times in last week or the week before, 26,000 this week already. Um, Chelsea is playing at home, coming off a, a bad defeat at Arsenal. Bournemouth doesn't score a lot of goals unless Callum Wilson scores multiples. I can see Chelsea just blanking him right here. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what – Callum Wilson does this all the time. He's a big tease. He's like, he's like, cool, let's go to the movies. Cool, I'll pay for dinner. Cool, let's go back to my place and Netflix and chill, and then I won't score any goals. That's Callum Wilson. <laughs> Uh, in midfield, uh, I'm sitting a United midfielder here, not by not by precedence or not because I want to, but I'm sitting Paul Pogba only because I think that the shine is gonna shine in this game is gonna be on Alexis Sanchez if he does play. Playing at Spurs, it's a highlighted game of the two big clubs. Um, Sanchez is probably gonna play. I use quotation fingers and, and a question mark at the end, but I think Pogba is the is the first person to feel the. The fantasy, uh, you know, howitzer and take him down a peg. Uh, even after a week after I just said he was, he was glorious. <laughs> the best of all uh, time. All right. Yeah. Yeah. My sit on defense. I'm sitting Arsenal's week. I, pr- I'm praising what Kevin just said about Swansea here. And I think that Swansea get a goal. I think Arsenal coming off the, what the effort they just put into, to beat Chelsea in the Caribou Cup, not having a game in the FA Cup. I think playing high, sitting and then playing again is going to have a, a, a neutral effect on them. And I think Swansea scores one. Interesting stuff for sure. Um, I also have a United player that I'm not on this weekend. It's Romelu Lukaku. We basically talked about earlier how you can only really trust two strikers right now. And even them, you can't, like, super trust. Um, so, yeah, Lukaku, I, I, I'm off that for now. Um, kind of like we were saying, just want to see how all these United pieces fit together. I do still have Lingard in my team. Don't want people to think I'm a hypocrite, but that's, that's uh, 
price price per pound kind of guy. Hypocrite. You're a hypocrite, Kevin. <laughs> All right. Well, that didn't last long. Um, <laughs> but anyway, really just have not been impressed by Lukaku. Uh, although he has been uh, assisting a bit more lately. Uh, that's largely not the point of him. Um, <laughs> in midfield, I'm switching off uh, Della Ali. If you want to stay stay with two Tottenham players through this United-Liverpool-Arsenal run, uh, feel free. I would recommend uh, transferring down to Son, uh, who has clearly staked himself in this team. Although, of note is <clears throat> Della and Son have both been trending upwards the previous five matches, and uh, the Southampton match was a pretty marked disappointment for both of them. Um, so just kind of keep an eye on that. So if you wanted to stick with two Spurs, go down to Sun. If not, I begrudge you none if you want to get rid of all of them. Um, Kane is really the only Tottenham player that consistently shows up against both Liverpool and Arsenal, which is why I have no interest in dropping Kane. Um, <laughs> I know it's a tough run, and he's very expensive. His record against United isn't bad, and then his record against Liverpool and Arsenal is actually quite good. Um, so I'm perfectly fine uh, sitting out with him. Uh, then the defenses I'm sitting are both Spurs and United, so kind of keeping it with just the two clubs here. Um, I think both teams are going to get on the score sheet. Alexis does not have a great record against Tottenham, um, but uh, I still think somebody from United finds a way through. I just am not sure it's going to be Lukaku, although I will say I always really like watching um, Lukaku against Tottenham as well as Hazard against Tottenham because you get to see Lukaku versus... Alderweireld and Vertonghen, Hazard versus his Belgian compatriots as well. I always just find that that's really interesting when two people see each other so much in training. Who has the advantage? I, I always really like seeing that. Um, but anyway, so both of those defenses are obviously very highly owned. Um, but in my own team, I'm, I think I'm setting Smalling, uh, not Smalling, uh, Jones this week. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of putting my money where my face is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, for, and for anybody who wants stats on Alexis Sanchez in his last, what is it, eight games played for... It, against Spurs, hmm. he's got two goals, no assists. Ooh. That is uh, condemning. Um, before uh, we get into our teams, um, first want to bring up, did you see the Leeds badge reveal today? It looks like that uh, heartburn medicine. <laughs> it does. Do you know what the most recent development is? No. Uh, they're it backtracking. Is. As um, we look at the feedback, it's clear that the consultation presence process, sorry, wasn't extensive enough, and we need to reopen that process. It has not been the easiest day at my office. That is Leeds United Managing Director Agnes Kinnear on the new badge. Yeah, I mean, what was wrong with their their previous badge? I think it actually looks cool with the the lines and the... And the cursive script. Yeah, it looked, yeah, there's nothing wrong neat. with it. Also, you my go, favorite thing is um, on Twitter that within minutes of it being up, everybody else had better versions. Like, yeah. immediately. This... This 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 almost has the visions. Remember when it was um, what was it, Chalky McChalkface or whatever the the name of the the one thing was that, that somebody came up with. Oh, the, boat, the name of the Bodie yeah, McBoatface. Bodie McBoatface. That's, yeah. basi- that's basically what this sounds like. It sounds like they got trolled, basically. Yeah, and the, the, my favorite thing was uh, we consulted ten thousand people, and then within an hour, the petition to remove it was twenty five thousand people. Yeah, I mean, literally, it's an awful decision by Leeds. Go back to what got you. This this far, you know, yeah. you, you've been you've been in business for a hundred years. Don't ruin the next hundred because you you have heartburn medicine as a, <laughs> as a crest. Yeah, and that's kind of part of my point is th- their initial statement already sounded defensive. Yeah, where they're like, we already worked on it for six months. Ten thousand people said it was good. We'll have it for a hundred years. Like, why are you so defensive about this already? Like, their statement made it feel like they already knew it was crap. Yeah, well, it is crap. <laughs> it was. It sure was. Uh, rest in peace, that Leeds logo design. Yeah. Uh, January 24th to January 24th. 
<laughs> yeah. For six hours, it was the crest. Yeah. Um, also, uh, shout out to Everton, who did basically the same thing, although they stuck with it for a year, if you'll recall. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, like yeah. weird turret logo. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, on to our teams. Um, my team, as it currently looks, is probably not how it will look um, by the time matches start. Although, as I said, I may hold on to my free transfer and keep Arnautovic in. But as as things sit right now, um, I have uh, Adrian at the back. This is his last trial here against Crystal Palace. At the back, I got Kenny Christensen and Robertson. Uh, then in midfield, Sterling, Salah, Della Ali, Lingard, and Arnautovic. Again, I have question marks around... Della, um, just because of performance, but I don't have the uh, luxury of addressing that, as Lingard might not start and Arnautovic seems to be hurt. Up front, it's Kane and Firmino for me. Um, really not sure where I'm putting the captain's band, to be honest with you. Um, probably Salah, even though it got burned last week. But, you know, mm-hmm. having Kane, Della, and Lingard all in the same team facing each other is not something that I necessarily am going to enjoy by any stretch. Um, Sterling in with a shout. Uh, although their wing-back play has obviously been much better this season than it had been of late. Uh, so, yeah, currently that's my team. Captain's armband on Salah until I decide otherwise. Yeah, my team is I have uh, Fabianski in goal. I just haven't had the need. I don't want to change my goalie until I wild card again. That's basically my rule of thumb. Uh, I have Otamende, Masuaku, Jones, Alonso on defense. Uh, Salah, Pogba, De Bruyne, Lingard through the middle. Uh, Aguero, Firmino up top. I have the captain's armband on Aguero right now um, and probably going to put the vice on Salah. But I'm probably not going to make a move this week unless someone gets injured in the FA Cup and I'm forced to do it out of the, my starting 11. Um, other than that, I'm probably just going to stand firm and just ride this ride this, and carry over the two transfers only because now's the, kind of, now's the time of year that I'd like to keep two transfers because of the amount of games the recirculation of cup, you know, fixtures and that are coming up, and basically everybody owns teams, everybody owns players that are in, you know, extra extra games. You know, everybody owns pretty much three Liverpool, three United, three City. Basically, the they're maxed out on a lot of Champions League and teams that are still still vying for the FA Cup. So I mean, keep an extra transfer if you can. Don't make a transfer out of out of you know, you know craziness or drunkenness. Make it out of necessity. That's the best advice I can give you right now. Just keep keep one, keep always keep one for yourself. How about that? Yeah, decent shout. Um, we've been wrapping up the last few weeks with who we think is going to win the playoffs game, uh, but th- there aren't any of those this week. Uh, so, who do you think wins the Pro Bowl? Um, does it matter? <laughs> players? No, not even a little bit. Uh, the players dude, that don't even dude, get a trip to Hawaii anymore. Dude, dudes wearing helmets. Yep. All right, go. Team. Man, they keep trying to make it matter. It just keeps mattering less. Um, yeah. Kind of like our podcast. No. Um, all right. Uh, well, thanks so much for jumping on here. Of course, uh, tell the folks where they can get at you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FPL underscore MNOP, or you can find my writings, musings, and stylings on Razball.com. Yeah, and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries. You can find me on Twitter at Kevroff. You can find my writings over at Goal.com. You can also hear me as the voice of the EPL Roundtable on this very channel. Be sure to check that out as well. Uh, pleasure speaking with you as always, Rob. Best of luck to your teams at home, unless you're in many leagues with us, in which case, screw yourself, and we'll catch you next time. Peace!
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.